Awesome. Okay, so uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, your first time here at Anchor. Um, this is actually my second time, so I'm new, just like you. Where are you from? I am from Texas in the USA. Where are you from? I'm from, from the, the UK. UK. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, Texas, whereabouts in Texas um, are you from? I'm I'm on the southern border uh, with uh, with Mexico. So. Oh, yeah, it's very nice and it's very different. I moved here about uh, 15 years ago, and so I'm I'm learning right. to uh, get get adjusted to to living on on this part of the country. Uh, I see. Okay, and before before Texas, where were you before? I was on the uh, I was about three hours away from from uh, from Washington D.C. So I like that part of the east. Oh wow! Coast. Okay, yeah, that east coast. I like the four season. I, I liked uh, the seafood. I like the mountains. And so it's very different this part of the this part of the country. Yeah, I imagine it's a lot hotter as well. So Yes, yes. It's lots of it, there's two weathers, hot and hotter. <laughs> so I'm still getting used to it. I've been here yeah. for a while, but I'm still getting used to the weather. So how's the UK? I hear that it rains a lot yeah. over there. Oh man, yeah. I mean, uh, so we're actually supposed to be uh, beginning our summer, but we had like four days of sunshine, and we're back into rain again. I'm I'm, I'm currently driving at the moment, and the sky is full of grey clouds. I cannot see any blue sky at all. It's really depressing. Um, I mean, here in the UK, we get two weeks of sunshine, and people consider that a summer, um, but it's really really bad. I mean, I mean, it's very very depressing. Me myself personally, I prefer hot weather so i would much rather live in a place where it's hot 365 uh, days a year as opposed to overcast because i think the sun really affects yeah. my mood and if it's sunny i just feel a lot more energized and i just feel happier exactly exactly so the, you said this is your second uh podcast so what what do you what do you talk about uh so i talk about all sorts of things uh, i talk about anything from politics to um, current movements, you know, like feminism, transgenderism, things, social, social movements, social, social equality, etc. Any, anything really, um, technology, anything that you may want to talk about, I talk about. Um, some of my opinions may offend people, but I try to express, I try to express my opinions in such a way that they come across as logical rather than just being outright attacking people. <laughs> if that makes sense. Right. So if there's something I don't. If there's something I don't agree with, I try not to make it sound harsh. I try to make, I try to provide a logical argument as to why my opinion is my right. opinion. But as 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 everyone's entitled to their own opinion, no opinion is right or wrong. It's just a subjective, subjective idea. So, so yeah. Uh, what, what do you want to talk about? What, what can we? Uh, what can we entertain? You know, I'm pretty much open to be honest. I don't know that much about politics. I know that I was watching the Today Show and I saw that Trump was meeting with the um, with the Prime Minister. They're from from Canada, so yeah. the, the president. I'm sorry, the president okay. from Canada this morning, and so I just I just just yeah, in yeah, I saw that this morning, and I thought that was very interesting. Um, that that talk should have been made uh, a long time ago. So I think it's very interesting that he's trying to form that friendship now, but I think that should have been formed yeah. years ago yeah. when he was first made president. Um, it, especially after things yeah. with DAFTA, and he wants to change it up and. Then he wants to go back and revise yep. the, the relook at the, the TPP, and so it just seems very interesting um, that he wants to form a friendship now. Yes, that's right. Yeah, uh, you have to remind me. Does does um 
I'm trying to remember what NAFTA stands for. Is it something like a North American uh, federal right, trade? Right, so the um, NAFTA, right. Was the North American Free Trade Agreement, and so what he wanted to do was to take that away and renegotiate bilateral agreements with U.S. Canada, U.S. Mexico, um, and to make sure that the trade agreements obviously benefit the U.S. Well, we get that. Um, but in doing that, you uh, created a rift between the U.S. and Mexico. Um, and, and so I so and also with Canada. So I'm just curious that all of a sudden he wants to, to revisit this relationship. And so that's I was just curious yeah. about that. I, I was on my way to work and I saw it and I, I couldn't see all of it. But I was very intrigued to to learn about that. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I, I myself, I didn't really follow politics very, uh, very closely. And the simple reason being is because I don't have a lot of faith in politics. I believe everything that I mean, there's a great quote by um, uh, God, I'm trying to remember the guy's name, Winston Churchill. I'm not sure if you ever heard of him. He was a famous prime minister here in the UK. Uh -huh. um, and uh, Winston Churchill, one of, one of his famous quotes was, if something happens in politics, uh, by accident, you can be assured it was planned that way, or something exactly. like yeah. nothing, happens, nothing, 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 nothing happens by accident. You can be sure it's planned that way. Yeah. So, I mean, if, so for example, if you look at the fact that you know we we had Obama, and Obama was talking about pulling his troops out of Iraq, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, made all these pledges and promises. What happened when he became president? You know, he kind of backtracked on all his promises, and um, you know that a lot of the. Uh, Specifically, the black community, um, and I'm going to assume you're black. Is that right? I'm so sorry. I'm going to say so. The specifically the black community, uh, they were they right. were really behind Obama because obviously first president, right. exactly. et cetera, et cetera, and they had, they had really really high hopes right. for him. Right. And unfortunately, he kind of peddled on a lot of things right. that he promised. Right. And we had this, we had this uh, we now have this President yeah. Trump. He seems to be creating more friction between countries, exactly. you know, um, exactly. by introducing policies and setting bans on Muslims and whatnot. And it just seems to be heading in the wrong direction. And it seems to be the perfect direction to stir up, a, a you know, another world war, really, if you think about it. And you're right. You're right. So uh, to, to backtrack, right, as an African-American female. Yeah, of course. It was great to see uh, Obama, first black president of the U.S., made history. Um, uh, some things were kind of iffy with some of the things that he did, but I, I agreed. Some things I disagreed on, uh, but to, yeah, you're right. Um, but with Trump, I just I, I, that was something that it was just very interesting. I know that a lot of people were fed up with politics, and so when someone comes in that's not a politician, um, someone comes in with business business savvy, uh, you assume that things would be cleaned up. But I think he's trying to run the country like a business, and it just doesn't work that way and i think that people are realizing that yeah that's right yeah i mean uh my my take my take on all this really is these presents um that appear in front of our tv screens are merely just put there because the actual foreign policies are actually dictated by those people who have the power to put them in, in, in presence so for example you know I, I look beyond the presidents i look beyond the candidates etc etc and the senators i look at I look at people who control the currency of the nation. So, for example, let's say Cassandra has a has a central bank, and Cassandra decides to lend that money to a central government, and that all of a sudden that central government is now indebted to Cassandra. Well, in actual fact, you're now in power because you actually loan money to the central government, and if they're indebted to you, you can essentially dictate how you know dictate how foreign policies are shaped because because you know you've got the government by the balls because they owe you money. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. 
So it's literally just a case of following, following, following the money. Really, I mean, when JFK, JFK was president, and he tried to make a, um, a very clear statement in one of his greatest speeches, and that was something about you know there is, there is actually a, an invisible force out there, and um, he was talking about. He was talking about uh, the fact that it utilizes the uh, military-industrial complex, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and you can't talk against it. You know, there is no such thing as a free press. And shortly after that speech, he was assassinated. So you kind of put the two and two together and you think, well, you know, he was trying to let the public know about something, but he was silenced. Right. Right. You, know, you look at like the federal, the federal trade is not even actually a government body; it's actually a private organization um, that actually controls the fiduciary fiduciary matters of, right. of the United States. And you think, well, why is that a private organization? Why is that, why is that not government controlled? So you kind of think, well, you know, there's private corporations out there, there's private banks. The same thing in the UK. We have central banks in the UK, the Bank of England, etc. And they're all owned by the same people, you know, the Rothschilds, the, right. the Rockefellers. Right. Um, and these are the same people that control all of the central banks. If you look at all the central banks in the world, it's actually a select few families that actually own right. these banks. So if these banks are lending money, lending money to the governments, then you kind of think, well, how much, how much free yeah, will exactly. does the government have? Yeah, they might exactly. be, able, they might be able to make small changes here, small foreign policies here, small pol yeah. policies here. But the overall global world shaping policies are actually dictated by those people who actually lend the money exactly. in the first place. And you have to look at what happened in Africa and AIDS. You know, I mean, the reason why Africa is in the state that it isn't at the moment is because they wanted to. Well, specifically the British Empire, you know, they've got a very bad history of uh, colonizing right. different parts of the world. And about you think about the natural resources available in Africa, you know, diamonds, gold, right. all sorts, really. There's so much in Africa. And so what they do is they introduce this uh, virus, this man-made virus that they incubated in kidneys of monkeys. And they inject, this, uh, they inject this virus into a select few individuals saying it's like a trial to help people have right. a better lifestyle. And all of a sudden, now you have this AIDS epidemic. And so what they do is they provide a solution to the problem they created themselves. And that solution is, oh, here's a vaccine that will help you. The only way that these people can get hold of that really expensive vaccine is now, because they can't right. afford it, they have to now give up their resources and minerals in order right. to afford the medication right. to uh, free themselves of AIDS. At least they think they're going right. to free themselves. And, and now you have, this, uh, you have a situation of a broke, broke continent simply because we've gone over there and we've introduced a virus to kill off a load of people. Right. And then you wonder if the vaccine really works. And I don't think that's really a, a vaccine to, to, um, to, to, um, to fix anything. Yeah, you're right. So then you, do you wonder how, how much do you trust? Um, so that, that, that's very yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, me personally, I'm against vaccines altogether. I, I had my, um, I had my third child not long ago, baby boy. And, um, and I said to the I said to the guys at the, at the hospital and the doctors and said, look, we won't we will not be getting him vaccinated. And they looked at me and said, Wow, are you crazy? I said, right. No. I said I've just done a lot of research into vaccines. Right. And if you look at vaccines, there are some key ingredients that go into vaccines. One of them is uh, thimerosal. I'm not sure if you heard of that. It's mercury, basically. So thimerosal is put into vaccines to help prolong the shelf life of the vaccine right. itself. Um, another thing they put into vaccines is things like antifreeze that you right. find in vehicles. Um, they'll put like all sorts of things like acetate and all these other weird chemicals that should not be in your body at all. And the reason they put these in there is because they want to prolong the shelf life of the vaccine as much as possible. And it's cheaper to produce the vaccine because they put boosters inside right. the vaccines. So if they can use a very small dosage and add a booster, that allows them to profit a lot more because they're producing it's hundreds more, more vaccines exactly. with a very exactly. small Yeah, exactly. Small so, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, at the end of the day, um, vaccines, they have no scientific proof or studies to say that they actually prevent diseases. And st statistically, if you look at the statistics, statistics actually show that autism has been on the rise ever since mass inoculation right. has right. started. I, I, I heard that in the news, too, that they're linking back vaccinations to autism. And um, so that that's very interesting. So I'd yeah. like to learn more about here's, that. Here's the Here's the corrupt thing, especially in the States. This is unbelievable. If you have a problem with vaccines um, and you believe that one of your, you know, your son's autism was caused by a vaccine, for example, you're not allowed to take that through a court, a normal court of law. You have to go to what's called a vaccine court. Exactly. I mean, how corrupt is that? So, is, you know, they, built in they, they, yeah. they rigged it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. It really is a system. But yeah, that's just... It's very interesting, the, the, way, the way the world works. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is It is very interesting. I mean, I'm a man of faith, personally. Um, and uh, I do believe, you know, in, in... I do believe in God. And I do believe that there is good. And I do believe that there is evil. And I do believe that there is capacity for everyone to carry evil. Because evil is within us all. But it's up to us right. to control how we conduct ourselves. That is the battle that we all fa uh, face on a daily basis is being, being able to stay good and not listening to that evil side that's inherent inherit within, us, within us all. So, um, yeah, I, yeah. I, think, I think it's a very good uh, perspective uh, to have. I'm a person of faith, too, and it does get discouraging, but I think you do have to remember um, that, you know, they're, they're not looking for a spiritual solution to their problems. They, they, they profit from problems, obviously. So they're not looking for a solution. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's, there's a famous term uh, by um, a bit of a conspiracy theorist called David Icke, and he says, problem, reaction, solution. So first of all, you create a problem, reaction. you get a reaction from the general, general population, and then you provide a solution. So you're basically creating a <laughs> shitstorm in the first place. Then you're, yeah, you're basically getting a reaction, and then you're providing yeah. a solution. So you're being, you're being the hero. It's a bit like the whole thing in Iraq. You know, oh, you know, weapons of mass destruction. Oh my god. Oh, okay, let's get a reaction. Yeah, we need to go into Iraq and get these weapons of mass destruction off. As Saddam was saying, and they go there, they they provide a solution. The solution right. is to go and invade and kill millions of innocent civilians. And it turns out they had no weapons of yeah. mass destruction. So. But, but it's, it really it's very is. Uh, I'm you provide a solution, but you create a problem later. But and the cycle repeats itself, yes. and so it's really interesting. But that's how they profit. That's how you make money. That that's how you know people get into power. So it's very interesting how they use that principle to keep things going and keep politics going. So it's very very interesting. Exactly. It's very exactly. interesting. Wow. So yeah, yeah you're, you're you're giving me a lot to that's think about today. A lot, a lot. <laughs> so, anchor saying we've got 30 seconds. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so 